Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Chad on Score North and scorenorth.com. Well, I've talked to the team about it, you know, uh, about some of the things going on. Um, our guys have been pretty good about it, really. Um, you know, I'm probably the most vocal one of all of them, but, uh, you know, I just feel like, you know, we're going to have guys miss games, you know. It's just, there's so many, so many cases that are going on right now that, uh, you know, we're going to have some guys miss games, and we got to be prepared for it. Oh, Mike, you know what you right reminds me of? Just watching disheveled Mike Zimmer, his hair's all matted, like he has, <laughs> probably hasn't showered in like a week. He reminds me of Jack Nicholson about three quarters of the way into The Shining, that, that <laughs> early 1980s horror movie where he's yeah. just like, all right, I'm done with all you guys. <laughs> it's Mikey. Here's Mikey. He's got an axe on the quarter, yeah. the court, well, I was going to say on the quarterback room door, but I don't know if, uh, I don't know if Kirk's going to be allowed in there. Here's here. Zimmy. <laughs> exactly right. Well, this is Mackie and Judd, Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. We just want titles, and it's really hard to win championships when half your roster is going to be missing throughout the course of a season. So we'll get into the latest here, um, including a Washington Post report that was very interesting. Boys, I'm a little raspy. I'm hanging out here in Nashville for the annual podcast movement convention so we can learn more things about how to grow and expand Purple Daily. And uh, may have gotten into a couple of Tennessee whiskeys late oh, yeah. in the night on Broadway Street on a patio or two last wow. night. Wow! So, yeah, you guys, you guys. So, I saw Dex. You you were tweeting it like yeah. I got home late last one night. in the morning or something. What yeah. you were just rifling got, off? Got home late Jeez. last night. I was I I, I had to I had to rifle off a bachelorette take take, and I was not allowed to do it when I was there. So I I got home and I did it. I I had to get it out there in the <laughs> open, even even if it was at one forty in the morning. I was in bed by eleven. I I am fresh. Fresh as a daisy, ready to go. Well, listen, uh, I, I bounce back when uh, when all these headlines are flying at us. So the Washington Post reports that there's a 90% vaccination rate across the NFL's players, which is actually way higher than I would have thought. Um, so 90% of players across the NFL are vaccinated. The reason that number is not closer to 100 is because of the Vikings. <laughs> who reportedly have a 64% vaccination rate among their roster. So a third of the Vikings roster right now, and this, in fairness, this includes, actually the number is going to come down if I'm right. So I think this includes all of the training camp roster. And so a lot of these fringe guys are probably vaxxed because they want to make the team, right? Yeah. So so once those guys get cut, this number might actually go down if I'm thinking about this right. Um, but the Washington Post came out with this information yesterday. We know that Cousins, Thielen... Harrison Smith, this is not going to turn into an episode about 
about you know the medical side of you can you can and should read up and gather as much information as you can. But from a football perspective, we've already seen what can happen just hours before the nighttime scrimmage. And Mike Zimmer had Mike. You heard the clip off the top of the show. Mike Zimmer, who's coaching for his job this season, is looking around and saying, "Wow, I've got all these key players." The only quarterback on my roster who's actually played an NFL snap is going to be week to week, basically, whether he's coming in contact with people who've had COVID. Um, and so I think this goes, let's let's focus on the Zimmer Cousins sort of tug of war here, because that's what we're looking at. Mike Zimmer is begging his players and Kirk Cousins, please get vaccinated so that we don't lose games due to you know lack of availability. And Kirk Cousins says, he hasn't said this yet, It'll be interesting to see what he says when he comes back and talks to the media this week. But he has said with his actions, this is what I believe. I don't believe in vaccinations, and I'm going to make this decision uh, because this is what I want to do. It just seems like a crash course, a collision course between Zimmer and Cousins. How do they move forward? How do they coexist here and win football games when there's this much of a tug-of-war between quarterback and other key players and head coach? I don't know that they can. Um, up until now, I think that Mike and Kirk, and Mike especially when it comes to Kirk Cousins, has tolerated Kirk. I, I mean, let's start from the point that aside from Teddy, Mike hates quarterbacks. Like, he just despises them. He tries to stop them, not encourage them. But when Kirk signed here, I think there was an agreement at the time that Kirk was not going to have to go through what Case did, which was, boy, is he lucky we won. Boy, is he fight. he's got a horseshoe, you know, or, around his neck or up his and so uh that that all for a while there was almost like mike was just sort of hands off of kirk and if he was asked about kirk and kirk had goofed up which kirk has mike tried to be as diplomatic as mike can be which is not perfect but it's diplomatic uh that's gone now i think the gloves are off i think behind closed doors things are going on uh your quarterback and phil we've talked about this like like this is why so many things that we've discussed for a long time on this show are now so important because we've talked about the quarterbacks, the CEO, the playing CEO of his team um, intangibles and things in the locker room are important. There are certain positions right or wrong that the teams look to guidance for and look for direction from. And so all of these things are falling apart and whether people want to believe it or not, and this is true in all sports and football, especially um, distractions are an issue. And the more distractions, I'm not saying distractions mean you can't win, but I'm saying that they are impediments to trying to win games. And the more distractions that you have, the more impediments there are just unnecessary obstacles to try to get to the ultimate goal, which on purple daily is a Super Bowl championship. So this is to me, the ultimate distraction because it's on so many levels. It's on, on what's going to be perceived as a selfishness about trying to win or not trying to win. It's going to be an issue with religion. It's going to be an issue with politics. It's go So you are talking about, about one distraction that really fractures off into like five different things, right? So don't tell don't tell me oh it's going to be fine it'll all work itself out unless something changes here and Zimmer knows this this is why he's saying this now he knows this you can't afford to have a distraction this big every single week mm-hmm. and say you know what we're still going to do 
we're going to go out there and beat the Packers, and we're going to go out there and beat the Bears, and we're going to win National Football League games, which even when you're healthy and undistracted is difficult to do. Mm-hmm. So this is a snowball, and and there is a minuscule chance, and that's the important word, minuscule, of stopping it. Like there is. There's still a chance to stop it. Um, I don't think that you that you stop the entire thing, but but you certainly you certainly help your chances if guys get vaxxed. But if they don't, Phil, I don't know how this works. I really don't. And I think the Cousins Zimmer ship has pretty much internally, at least, if not externally, sailed. And so I'm just I guess I'm I'm so curious to hear from Kirk because he will speak to the media. You've been out there at training camp. Like, what, do we have any idea when he's scheduled to speak next? He's back tomorrow on Thursday, and I was told that he's going to that they're going to get him to talk on Thursday or Friday. Okay. Uh, but he, but here's the, the one thing we don't know and, and won't know for a few days. Has Kirk tested positive? Um, and by the way, Clint Kubiak, whether he meant to or not, in talking about Kellen Mond, said Kellen Mond is sick. Mm-hmm. So, like, he, like he has symptoms. So he's, he's got symptoms of some sort. He doesn't feel good. So it's not a, hey, I'm just going to bide my time now. So, But yes, if all goes according to plan, I think Kirk will talk. Thursday, Friday, the latest. Yeah. Um, sounds like the Vikings might need some quarterback insurance. I don't know if Federated can help with that. I don't know if uh, among the industries that they protect, if football is one of them. But if you are a business owner and you're looking for risk management tools, resources, and just over 100 years of just uh, built-in expertise and knowledge, because Federated goes back to 1904. They're one of us based in Minnesota. Call Federated or visit their website, federatedinsurance.com, and find out what they can do for you. At Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Um, I'm very, very bullish on the idea. I can't prove this because we just don't have enough reporter clubhouse access with baseball, but I think the twin season was derailed right out of the gate in large part because of COVID and strife. Um, we've talked about this again. This is just sort of my spidey sense having covered baseball and I've seen teams with chemistry teams without, I've seen what that can look like and how it manifests. And it felt very much in April and May for the twins when Andrelton Simmons came in and he was very publicly anti-vax, but there was other players that were very pro-vax. And like, if you, if you think that that just doesn't cause a ripple effect in the clubhouse when guys' livelihoods are at stake and their jobs are on the line and whether they can go out to eat on the road, like those things, those things are all like in play when you're talking about vaccination versus not in these clubhouses and locker rooms. Right. And, uh, Andrelton Simmons tests positive. A handful of other guys are placed on the COVID list and the team chemistry, just even the eye test felt weird at the start of the season. Pitching was bad. Miguel Sano underperformed, Max Kepler underperformed. Like some of those things are maybe not related to COVID. But all I'm saying is the vibe felt weird with the Twins, and I think it's a big part of the reason why they got off to such a crappy start. And I just I worry that that's going to happen with this Vikings team now, that you've got Patrick Peterson on his podcast yesterday coming out very publicly. He didn't savage the, the players like Mike Zimmer did, but he was basically like, listen, I mean, everyone can make their own decisions, but for me, he's like, for me, and I'm and I'm I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but he said something along the lines of 
I feel like it's my responsibility to the team to get vaccinated because I don't want to miss an important game. And then we lose an important game because I wasn't on the field. And now it's my fault that we missed the playoffs or whatever, right? Like he's thinking about it from a team perspective. And I get that there's personal beliefs and I get that there's some hesitancy and whatnot. And this is all just a very complicated web, but it's not good for the DNA and the makeup and the chemistry of this team. Not to mention, think about this from a football and a practice perspective, okay? It's not like the Vikings are a lock to win 12 or 13 games. I mean, Vegas has them at like eight and a half, nine, kind of like a borderline playoff team. Right. I think I think we've looked at this offseason and said, and the fans and like most media covering this team and said, that feels a little low. It's probably more like 10, 11, right? But Vegas says eight and a half, nine wins. And you have now missed an entire week of training camp with your starting quarterback, getting used to new offensive linemen, getting used to, you know, uh, just taking this Clint Kubiak tweaked offense to where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. And you might be able to say, well, but like, you know, Kirk's worked with these receivers before. It's the, pretty much the same system. So if he misses a week, it's not that big of a deal. It is kind of a big deal. Pretty you can't deal. just be missing a week of practice a month before the season while other teams are all in and not have that matter to some extent, not have it cost you a quarter, a half, a game at some point. So that stuff matters, and it might happen again. It might happen again before the season or during the season. It is not kind of a big deal. It's massive. I've watched the last two days. They are bringing in QBs and trying to train them. They won't let them pass yet. Jake Browning is throwing every pass. They are trying to train, get these kids up to speed to throw passes. So far, when they participate, which is a very small portion, they are allowed to hand off. Um, you have to abort the amount of drills that you do. You can't do, you have, I keep saying this, you have four quarterbacks for a reason. They're camp arms, but they're there because they're familiar with the system and they can run things sufficiently. Um, this is, this is no question hurts the top offense. I saw it yesterday. Phil and Declan, do you know how much this has to slow things down? Like when they're trying to go through plays, when they're trying to run drills, two-minute drill, goal line drill, with your first offense, you think your quarterback's important? Yeah, your quarterback's important. They are literally having to slow things down. They can't do nearly as much. God bless Browning. I mean, this, this kid is working his ass off and trying. But, I mean, he threw a ball, deep sideline route to Thielen, yesterday that sailed out of bounds it was a non-play guess who guess who that's hurt hurt the number one defense the number one defense is not getting the reps that they're supposed to get because they're supposed to be going against an offense that is good and instead browning is trying hard but this league's not about trying hard that this isn't some you know pop warner bleeping league this is the national football league so phil to your point you're supposed to be improving so here's the point that i I want to make quick about going back to what I said about a snowball going downhill and this snow, this snowball is going quickly, but it's not done yet. Um, So Zimmer has said, so Mike in his comments, which have been super candid sees where this is going. Right. And like, he's being very, and he should be frontal and talking about it. Uh, But I think it was our guy, Chip Scoggins a couple days ago asked him, is this a problem in the locker room? with the players as far as, you know, trying to win games. And what Mike says is not – what Mike said, I, I believe, he said it's not a problem yet, but – and there's a big but here. 
as Peterson said on podcast. But if we lose some games or a game because of this, yeah, it's a pro- because players are they, are they taking game checks? If you have to forfeit a we game, we don't know yet. And I, I'm curious if they're. I thought they did. I, have, th- I I thought if, oh, yeah, if, if no. um if they the if they forfeited yes. a game that and it's both teams, right? Even is, yes, isn't they, it both teams? They don't get paid. Yeah, the players don't get paid. But my question is, if Cousins has to miss substantial time, like four different times. Are, are the Vikings going to go after part of his check? Because he's not participating then. But the issue is, if we get to where this impacts games, how do you think players who are vaccinated are going to feel? And if your quarterback can't play, or Harrison Smith, or Thielen? Yeah, dude, so that's this- why Anthony Barr made it. I think Anthony Barr was had good intentions when he said what he said yesterday, but he basically said, Hey, listen, it hasn't caused any strife. You know, we just live and let live in this locker room. It's like, dude, if if you have something like what happened last Saturday happens in week three. Yes. After a one and one start or something. And now you're behind the eight ball in the division because you lost a game because Jake Browning had to start or Thielen and Harrison Smith couldn't play or whatever. Like Sheldon Richardson, you think that everyone's just going to shrug their shoulders after the game? Be like, oh, well. That's too bad, but hey, listen, you know, everyone makes their own choice. Like, that's not going to be the sentiment. For the most part, it's my opinion the players, in part because they are young, don't think about things until they happen, like coaches do. Like, like if you're if you're Rick or Mike, you're like, okay, this is tr- this is trending badly, poorly. Uh, players don't think about things until they happen, but then they're tipped. Yeah. So uh, that's where it's going. All right, we do need a Case Cookus update from you. How does Case Cookus look handing that ball off at practice? What's his form like? I told you he's not really allowed to throw much. They, no, they, but does he have the, the, the handoff? His, his handoff yeah. form. Um, oh, man, he's unbelievable. He's a combination of, I would say, Bradshaw, Unitas, Marino. Because the handoff <laughs> form is just beautiful. And now they've got two QBs. And they, they, it was so funny, though. Post-practice yesterday, they took them aside, and they're having them do the most simplistic drills and footwork and stuff. Like, it's literally like, like they have signed two kids and said, congratulations, you get to work with the Vikings for a day. Congrats, um, and we're going to put you through, like, the rudimentary quarterback camp. That's what so this how, is like, you guys. So how do they – that's why I want – like, are they – are they are they training these guys? Are they saying, "Listen, you guys are here for like four days. Right. You, you can be on standby because this might happen again." Because you know, who knows? Are they are they tr- are they trying to get those guys to help with the flow of practice? Or are they literally just training them like how to do seven step drops in the NFL? Like, what are they doing? Um, I think what they're trying to do is I think they're trying to get them to a point training wise with the basics to get them able and i'm not joking to throw passes in practice but jake (laughs) browning has thrown he is throwing essentially every single pass dude and and there are they they can't run the full set of drills because they don't have another quarterback to help out dex what you were going to say something i I was just going to say how i don't think it's a coincidence that the way they're talking about jake browning the players the teammates like clint kubiak said he's literally the he asked for help more than any other quarterback and player I've ever had to coach or deal with. Everyone's praising him up and down and like rightfully so. Like he's literally has been thrown into the fire. Like Judd's saying he's throwing like 50 to 60 passes every single day for the last few practices. But I think it says something that he's literally rising up to this occasion and he's the leader and he was, he got vaccinated and, and the teammates are rallying around him. And now 
obviously with teammates speak and coaches speak, you know, it, it, they're not going to like go out there and rip Jake Browning and say like, well, he's doing the best he can. Like they are actually praising him. And I think, I think there is something to that. I think there is something to it that he has actually stepped up and risen to this occasion. Well, I, th- I think, I think he solidified the backup quarterback job for sure. Like that's t- to me, that's what he's doing. He's solidifying the backup quarterback job. If it came down to he has to start for a month in an NFL regular season for the first time, they're screwed. There is, <laughs> you know, that's the problem. There is nothing good about this. I thought so. Go, going into this camp, you guys, I thought I've seen just about every weird off the wall thing when it comes to this team that you can possibly see. I mean, think about the things that we've seen and covered, but. To see one quarterback in training camp practices, and we are, are as of today, a week into training camp, okay? A week in to see one quarterback handle everything, and you have to bring in two slappies who have no idea what they're doing to help out. This is, this is a chapter. Like, this is now a chapter in the dysfunction book. Hey, I have I have a Kirk question for you and some Kirk reckless speculation. I don't have my button bar, so you guys will have to – well, Declan will have to be the, the one that mans this. Um, but here's the good news, okay? If the Vikings are kind of a train wreck here during the month of August and during training camp as they try to get their bleep together, the Twins have come to the acceptance point. The Twins have said, all right, yep, we're going to take a step back here. And uh, the product on the field might not be amazing, but there's still some fun young players to watch throughout the month of August. And Target Field is just an amazing place to hang out. And uh, it's going to be fun. White Sox are in town this month. The Rays, the Brewers, the Cubs. Plan your trip to Target Field. Get some tickets. Twinsbaseball.com slash tickets. Twinsbaseball.com slash tickets. Do some scouting maybe for 2022. Mm-hmm. The return some of these young of players. Nelly Cruz w- with the Rays. That should be. Nelson Cruz. He, he deserves a video back. tribute. He deserves oh, the video trip. No argument. Okay, good. No, 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 no. I'm not going to. No, I'm not going to. Hansel Robles, if he comes back, I don't know if I don't know if he deserves it. Hansel and regrettable, as uh, Patrick Royce likes to call him. Hansel <laughs> and regrettable. Um, and write that down. Predictions on today's episode. We have a lot to get to yet, but how do you think Kirk will handle addressing the media and the public for the first time sometime later this week? Because I can. I know if Judd Zulgad is at that press conference, Kirk will be asked some type of important you, pointed question. Do you care about your team? That's a question. Do you care about your team? Well, what, but he's going to say yes, right? Well, he's going to say yes, but here's my guess. So, Because so, he does. He cares about the team. But he, does, but he cares about the team on, on his terms, which, which in football is not the norm. You're supposed to – when you play this sport, and it's a brutal sport, and get paid what Kirk does – it can't just be, well, yeah, of course I care about my team. It's got to be, once the season starts, boys, I'm all in. Uh, this is the definition of not all in. Kirk is going to be what Kirk always is, which is oblivious. He is an oblivious person. It's part of his problem as a quarterback. Um, he is unable to process the fact that the world operates outside of Kirk. And be- because of that, we are going to not get I don't think we will get one satisfactory answer as to why the starting quarterback, who is a $31 million salary cap hit, which is massive, on his team, and is has to be seen as at least part of the quote-unquote leadership circle of this team, 
is not vaxxed, okay, it's his belief, but doesn't care enough about his team when they don't have a backup who has ever taken a regular season snap in a game. I, I think it's going to be, Phil, incredibly unsatisfying, but Kirk won't change. But do you think... Because I think there's, I think there's two things that could happen when he addresses the media. Mm-hmm. The first thing is kind of what you're saying, which is he's just going to be oblivious, sort of like big smile, Kirk. You know, hey, I choose to keep this information private. It's just, it's a private matter. Hey, big smile. I'm a corporate quarterback, and uh, we we deal we're dealing with this internally, and uh, you know we're ready to play some football. I'm back, ready to play some football. Like he's just going to be cliche monster guy, right? Yep. I think that's the odds-on favorite. If there is like a, a DraftKings sort of, all right, what's what's the most likely outcome of, of him addressing the media? That's probably number one. Yep. But I also think there's a chance he could come out and sort of double down on his personal beliefs and make and almost become like a martyr for the 10% of players that aren't vaccinated in the NFL right now and the, and the 36% that aren't vaccinated in the Vikings locker room. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he came out and – and like for the first time really talked about this from his side and expressed his beliefs and further drove a wedge into this locker room organization. The other thing to to make note of here too, the Vikings digital and social media platforms are very calculated. Mm-hmm. They don't, they don't just put like the, everything that they don't just have someone like rifling off tweets at one in the morning, like Declan and me, you know, after drinking whiskey, right? Like just well, rifling stuff off and jut out after nine surleys. <laughs> They actually did once, but he's not not with the team anymore. Well, I, yeah, well, I think that was on his personal account, <laughs> oh, though. Okay. Yeah, I don't think well, he was anyway, ripping local politicians on the Vikings account. Off, <laughs> he was rifling off tweets, and now he's no longer with the Wobby. team. Wobby. Um, but but I think Uh-oh. I think it's it. Make note of the fact that Mark Wilf, Mike Zimmer, both yep. coming out publicly and saying, "Guys, we we got to get a higher vax rate here. Like, we can't be missing players." And the Vikings Twitter account and social media, other social media accounts are literally like taking these quotes and blowing them up. It's it's an organizational message basically against Kirk, Adam Thielen, Sheldon, like whoever the key players are, Kellen Mond, mm-hmm. that aren't vaccinated. And like it's like the team is coming out as an organization <laughs> and 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 blasting that message. So it's it is a really wild, interesting week here of tug of war. It's a it's a uh, new chapter. Like I said, I, it is among, and I've seen lots of bizarre. It's among the most bizarre things because it's so off the charts weird, and nobody knows exactly what to do. So I, I thought on on Saturday before the scrimmage, when Zim addressed this and was initially said, "I really can't talk about this," and then we have some more questions. Like, Sorry, Bob, okay, I'm talking about. I'll it. talk about it. So I couldn't tell if that was Mike being Mike and just like screw it, or if that was was calculated from up, upstairs. Um, as soon as they tweeted, as soon as the Vikings tweeted some of the stuff that Mike said, and they did the same again on Monday, Phil. There is no question. This is, and I've been told out there that there are a lot of people inside that building that are extremely unhappy, and it begins with Kirk. It's just the level. It would be interesting if Kirk delved into, you know, his beliefs and my religion and my dad, and this is why I'm not doing it. Uh, it's not that I would say that that would smooth things over, because I think you're right. I think it would make it worse, but it would be genuine. Kirk's not genuine. Mm-hmm. Like, there is, 
He is the corporate quarterback because he's playing a role. He is literally in his mind, at least publicly, cast in a movie where he is the quarterback. And he's pretty good. He's not great. He's pretty good. But think about everything he does and answers it. He he he's got a playbook. He he studies the quarterback playbook more than the football one for what a quarterback, what he thinks the perception of Kirk Cousins is a quarterback is supposed to say and be like. And that's why, at least if Kirk went rogue and said, you know what, let's talk about my beliefs, um, it would rub people the wrong way. But I'd be like, okay, you know, let's let's hear why you're doing this. And that's fine. That's you, dude. But I don't think he will. I think he's going to stay with the same mantra of what you said first, which is, you know, I'm back to play football. Hopefully it doesn't happen again. He, he owes he owes people. He owes the organization. He owes his teammates. And he owe, I think he owes fans who paid fans. money. to like. He owes a greater explanation for so, why. The, and, I, and people might say, you guys are making too big of a deal. Honestly, if if this happens against the Packers and he has to miss a game, like everybody else will also be making, we're sort of making a big deal of this, looking at well, on the horizon what could happen. The ship so, has sailed, man. Mike Mike Zimmer is on board with us now, mm-hmm. the head coach. So, folks, I mean, if you like the Vikings, you can't be Team Kirk here. Um, this is why in 2010, though, when when the whole Moss thing went down, and, and in retrospect, turned out the Childers had cut Moss without telling the Wills. This is why at that press conference on the Wednesday after Moss had been let go when Brad lied on Monday about it, and I asked Brad the question, and I said, you don't have to tell us the truth. I don't care about that. But you're lying, actively (laughs) acting like your fan base is stupid, Mm -hmm. like you owe the fans this. Um, It's very rare that I'm there because ordinarily sports, we've talked about this, sports lying okay, who's going to start at cornerback? Ah, uh, hey, this guy's going to. And then he doesn't. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we got lied to again. But this is one with Kirk. He owes everybody a public explanation for what he's doing or just go away. Well, that, yeah, I don't think option two is happening. It doesn't. But, but I'm say, <laughs> but, I would like but option I'm say, two. But I'm saying there is no, there's no argument that can be made about – well, Kirk's going to keep this quiet. Kirk's going to, going to. There are a lot of people who, who have season ticket money invested, who have their lives, their Sundays, all fall and winter are invested in one thing. And this guy right now is intent on screwing that up. At least answer why you want to screw it up. Yeah. Um, we don't normally tease you with a topic and then not deliver, but we do have some time constraints. So we have to get to write that down. We have a scheduled uh, guest listener. So let's we'll do the Kirk Cousins reckless speculation from Florio on Purple Daily today. Mm. So go check that's our other daily show, I Purple Daily. Check it out. Um, I can't believe you did that. Reckless speculation. Yeah. So uh, let's take a, a, a collective deep breath. We'll dive into our weekly predictions and accountability session in Write That Down. Oh, my gosh. Who lives in that cabin? What's wrong with their lakeshore? Look at all those weeds. Oh, that is the worst cabin on the lake. Don't be such a busybody. Excuse me? They must not know about Aquaside. Is that what we use? Yep. Just one application of Aquaside each spring keeps our lakeshore weed-free. Don't be that cabin this summer on your lake. Eliminate lake weeds this summer with Aquaside pellets. I should tell them about Aquaside. Oh, now who's the busybody? Call 1-800- 328-9350 or go to aquaside.com. 
Yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. All right. Welcome in. Welcome in to the most innovative and tightrope walking segment in sports talk. This is Write That Down and an accountability session where we hold each other accountable for incorrect predictions. That's right. (laughs) When we say something wrong on the show, when are you going to admit that you were wrong? Every Wednesday on Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily as well. And so we'll get to our guest listener predictor, Gibby, in just a second here. Today's Write That Down session is brought to you guys by Dennis Kirk. It is riding season, uh, July and August, a great couple of months to get out. Whatever you ride, whether it's a Harley, a sport bike, a metric cruiser, Dennis Kirk has what you need in terms of parts, accessories, 160,000 parts and accessories in stock. Order by 8 p.m., and they ship the same day, and shipping is free for orders over $89. When the open road calls, head to DennisKirk.com. Right you guys ready? Down. Are you oh, I'm ready? You've been holding me back, Mackie, this entire time. This is about me. So um, let's get right to it, the accountability session here. Oh, by the way, here's how I write that down works. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And if you guys want to participate, you can just send a uh, an email through the Score North app. There's a feedback little link, little button at the bottom of the homepage on the Score North app. And you can send a note to Declan, and we'll get you scheduled as part of Write That Down. So Judd Zulgad has sort of expanded his batting average lead after losing it about a month ago. And he had a bunch of stuff come off the board this week. Ooh. A mixed bag Ooh. here. Ultimately, oh it winds up being a pretty good week for you, though. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's a lot. So you said Ryan Suter will will sign with the Avalanche or the Golden Knights. That's incorrect. Yeah. He'll sign with the Stars. Yeah, yeah. You said Barrios will. You hedged a little on Barrios. Yeah, I feel I like did. you said he will not I be went dealt. Back and forth, yeah. And you also said the Wolves will acquire a draft pick in this year's draft. They did not. And you said the Twins will trade Josh Donaldson during the season. Well, the trade deadline has passed, mm-hmm. and so unless they, you know, unless they waive him or something, I guess, I guess that's another still not habit. a trade though. No, well. No. Can't it's you, wrong. if you DFA a guy, don't you, you have a no. window where you nope. can? Okay. No, that's nope. gone. That's gone. Yeah, that's no nope. thing. You, you were correct to take this off the board in red, my man. Okay. Um, but you did, however, say the Twins will trade, I think it was at least three current players on their roster yep. before the 3 p.m. deadline on Friday. They did. Very good, Ding. very good. You said, <laughs> you just been searching for that? Yeah, I, I just, I've been actually space cadet the entire time. It's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't uh, imagine why. <laughs> yeah, you're tweeting b- drunk bachelor takes yeah. at 1 o'clock. I was not drunk. I was sober as a bird. Okay. You said uh, the twins Judge. will. <laughs> Birds the tw- aren't sober. The twins will acquire, a, uh, acquire, trade, or sign at least one major league reliever before the deadline and will immediately report to the main roster. You made this prediction. Sort of thinking like back in April or May, the bullpen is garbage, but this team is a contender. They'll for sure trade for a reliever. Well, even in their selling off of pieces, they wound up with that Cardinals reliever. Mm-hmm. So, can't, right? Yeah, you backdoored this one. Yeah. 
Gant. Gant. Yeah, I did backdoor that guy. I lucked into it is what I did. Yep. But sometimes you need a little luck and write that down. Oh, I forgot about this one. And you said Ricky Rubio's return to the Timberwolves will last one season. You are correct. All right, Judd. So nice little three for seven. That's a a huge week for stuff coming off the board, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's aggressive. Oh, boy. Uh, I had a lot of stuff come off the board, too, but there's not really any green here. I said Jose Barrios will be traded to the San Diego Padres. Mm. It's going for a home run there. Uh, I said the Wolves will wind up with either a draft pick or a player that was drafted on draft night. I, I mean, I don't know what they're like. You can't trade for a second round pick. That's what I said. Or buy I mean, one. What are you guys doing? I said I buy know. one. No, I think they're pressed too far up against the luxury cap, the luxury tax. To come on, A Rod. I want. Come on, Mark Lori. Um, I guess it, if you bought one, it wouldn't necessarily count to your cap. No. I don't think, but no, yeah, whatever, whatever. Cheap A Rod. <laughs> I love I love how that's going to be a thing now, right? We're going to we're going to rip A Rod for being potentially cheap. Uh by July 31st, there will be credible reports of White Sox players going above Tony LaRusso's head to voice their displeasure with the manager. Um I don't think they like him, no. but whatever they're doing is working in Chicago. Yes, so sir. good for the White Sox. And then I said oh. these Twins players will all be traded so, by the deadline. So. Nelson Cruz, Jay Happ, and Michael Pineda. I don't know why. I don't know why Michael Pineda is still here. It doesn't make any sense. He could have helped somebody. Like, you're telling me no one offered anything for Mike Pineda? Isn't Michael, that kind of weird? Uh, I'm sure they did. The twins turned it down. But yeah. why wouldn't you just, why wouldn't you literally just take anything? I don't know. And then, and no then re, re-sign him in the offseason if you want to bring him in. I'm completely confused by that. Unless you, unless their plan is to offer him the one-year qualifying offer for like nineteen million dollars, I don't see oh, that happening. No, 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 I have no idea why they didn't trade him. Super weird. All right, the listeners had one thing come off the board. Josh said the Twins will finally trade a top five prospect at the deadline, and then he said they'll also be a wild card team and win a playoff game. But uh, they 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 acquired a top five organizational prospect. They will not be a wild card team. They will not. Be oh, they will not. All right, Declan had a bunch of stuff come off the board here, too. You said the Wild will sign Nick Foligno in free agency. They did not. You said Cruz and Simmons will be traded by the deadline. Couldn't get that Simmons trade. Uh, and then I missed this one a few weeks ago. You said Josh Donaldson will be traded by the All-Star break, and he wasn't traded. Made that one early. At all. Mm-hmm. However, you said the Wild will sign Alex Goligoski. You said Barrios will be traded at the deadline, but Buxton will not. Nice. And you said, you said, uh, Sunken Eyes Greg will make it to hometown week on The Bachelorette. And then he imploded and left the show. But he did make it to hometown week. So uh, that, was, that was a good time. Did the uh, top prospect ones come off the board? Those, those are the top 10 prospect ones that I made? I need more specificity. Uh, here. I said uh, the the Twins would acquire at least two top ten prospects from other organizations at the MLB trade. It was on the board last week as like it was ready to come off, and it was pre. Oh, that's right. It was pre uh, the bur- the deadline and Barrios trade. So I think technically, I mean they they had at least now like three. I think they had ten because two of the Blue Jays guys were top five, and the Joe yeah, Lines you're right. Was ten. I will admit, I was flying through I the, uh, the spreadsheet in a mad panic <laughs> after getting about four hours of sleep last night, 
but you did say the Twins will obtain at least two top, uh, at least two prospects who were top ten prospects from opposing organizations, and you were correct, sir, on that. So it won't show up in the batting averages you're about to see, but. I'll, I'll give you the updated ones here on the old spreadsheet. Oh. So Judd hitting 402 with five home runs. Declan, you're actually hitting 354 with two home runs. I'm down to 310 with two home no runs. Slump. Listeners at 306 and four home runs. Uh, that should not be highlighted in green because Judd is the home run leader this season. Most listeners out there. All time, Judd, 173 hits, 13 home runs. The home runs are tied with the listeners all time. And Declan now with 59 career hits all right boys let's get gibby in here our guest listener predictor here gibby. on write that down gibby you've been uh you've been sitting there in the batting cage taking some hacks you're like the designated hitter you're like nelson cruz while his teammates are in the field just taking hacks in the batting cage ready to rock this nelson cruz hitting under 200 in his last seven games for the race by the way it's not oh, been good no dude he's not been he good there. two home runs to start and then yep. zilch don't like to see that. The pressure is getting to him. The pressure is getting to him. So we're going to do this. Gibby's going to lead us off, and then we're going to go Judd, Declan, back to me, Phil. Predictions must be quantifiable, and uh, pretty much anything goes. So fire away, Gibby. Lead us off. Anything goes. I'm going to take that to heart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I'm a little bit petty about Jose Barrios, and um, I never thought he was quite as good as a lot of people thought he was. And and also, I thought this was brutal in, in Keith Law's write-up of the trade, right, where he does the 2080 grades. Mm-hmm. He talks about how Jose Barrios is basically a uh, master of no trades but good at everything, and he doesn't have a single pitch that grades over a 55, and I thought that was pretty brutal. He said maybe his curveball's a 60. But so what I'm going to say is that right now, I just looked it up, Jose Barrios has an ERA of three versus AL East teams, and two of those games are against Baltimore, so they're kind of gimmies. I think that by the end of the year, Jose Barrios' ERA versus the AL East will be over four. Okay. Write that down. And so this is just – Now that just, he has to face – yeah. Is this going to be for the season or for or – For, like for the just, season. So I'm giving him the baked in. He's given up uh, – he's given up six earned runs in 18 innings versus Boston, one start, and two against Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say for the season, his ERA versus the AL East will be over four. It's possible Toronto's about to find out the hard way. Uh, August and September, Jose yeah. Barrios is not not quite the same guy, historically anyways. Yeah. No, maybe yeah. he's changed that. So, all right, Judd, your first prediction. All right, you can write this down. It will be reported the Twins have made a contract offer to Byron Buxton before next season begins. So now that Barrios is gone, the Twins are going to go back to the Buxton camp at least once, and, and we will get another Rosenthal – Heyman, Morosi, Schefter, um, Friedman. Passing. You take your pick. You take your pick. Wilson? The national media. That there has been a contract. Peter, Peter Gammons. Gammons. Back over to Bowden, and he fires goes what? Oh, over to Nightingale. Nightingale loses the puck. Gets the puck back. God. Okay, so Byron Buxton gets a contract okay. offer. Before Break next. this down. Okay. Works for me. I like it. All right, Declan, your first prediction. Uh, yeah, my first prediction. The Twins will call up Joe Ryan before September. So I'm going to say Joe Ryan will be called up by the Twins before mm-hmm. September. Okay, are you guys familiar with the other Joey Ryan? No. And I know, and no, Judd, it's not in your favorite realm of, of films. 
But maybe there's a Joey Ryan there, too. Joey Ryan wouldn't be a star in that. That's a terrible name. He changed his name. There is a professional wrestler on the independent circle oh, named God. Joey Ryan. Oh, God. And his, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm thinking of this guy right, um, his finisher is he, like, uses his man parts. Okay. Oh, stop. As, like, his finisher. Like, he. Oh, yeah. It's hard to explain, but just, like, Google jo- Joey Ryan yeah, wrestling. Yeah. Write it down. You like writing things down. <laughs> yeah, do it on a work computer so, so not, your boss can watch No, you're out. not necessarily. You don't, don't, don't Google man parts. Just ju- Google Joey Ryan wrestler. <laughs> so not necessarily like the Val Venus, you know, money shot from the top rope. This is a, this is a much more intuitive you know, finisher. I was I was too innocent, I think, as a kid watching WWE. I didn't really know. I, I was like, "Oh, the money shot, yeah, it's just a splash off the top row." I didn't really know yeah. what the double on what the double entendre was for that. Good old Val Venus. Good old Val Venus, doing well, I hope. All right, write this down. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Judd's. Oh, did Declan go? Yeah, you yep. went. You went, Joe Ryan. Yep. Um, I'm gonna take Judd's Buxton prediction to a different level because I think Judd's is a is a bunt down the third baseline that Buxton turns into a double. I'm going to give you this one. Byron Buxton will agree to a contract extension with the Twins before Ooh. the beginning of next season. I think they're going to get it done. I think I think clearing out Barrios's potential contract, they cleared out some Nelson Cruz money. Um yep. they've got they've got they've got enough money to to give him over 100 million dollars in guaranteed. So they will agree to an extension with Byron Buxton this offseason. All right, back I'm going to jump in right here and say that modern media is predicated on conflict and pioneer a new thing here and write that down and say that Mackie is wrong. And we're going to go head-to-head on this. <laughs> no, Byron Buxton is not going to be signed because the Twins don't have an in them, despite the fact that he should be signed. And so I want to go a little head-to-head here. Are no? Are you going on the record? Careful, like when you when you bring takes to the table during write very, that down, very, they yeah. are, they can be verbally binding. So I are you this is a write that down? So are you right going on down. the record here? Well, I would love to still have this not count towards my three <laughs> and just say no. Mackie's going to be wrong. That's okay. That's fine. Have yeah. A viewers versus okay. talking heads. This Average. is close, man. I thought that you were going on the record with a write that down right yeah, me there. Too. So, so, so Gibby's audible. going off the record with okay. his dissent here. Okay, I just want to make that clear. Saying, like, this is going to be score one for the viewers, score zero for okay. Mackie. <laughs> on your accountability session, let us know. You'll start tracking those, and we'll we'll keep tracking the batting average. Sounds and good. Sounds good. <laughs> you know, I think one thing we can all agree on here on write that down is that PXG Minneapolis is a golfer's paradise. PXG Minneapolis is here. They, now they've got some of the best clubs on the market. Uh, in, in fact, you can go in there and uh, probably shave multiple strokes off your game just by walking into PXG Minneapolis. Let's face it. But you got to check out the Gen 4 clubs. They've landed. They are the best clubs PXG's ever made. There's also clubs like they're, they have more moderately priced clubs if you're you know, if you're just looking to maybe take a, a dip into the, the PXG pool. But uh, PXG Minneapolis and Southdale Center and PXG.com slash Minneapolis. I think we're back to uh, officially back to Gibby here. Now you're back on the record, so be careful. Yeah, yes. Um, by the way, did you guys hear the or see the, like, PXG uh, 4th of July commercials that they had on TV? I don't know if they I saw were in t- I can't say they were directed towards me. It was like a raspy voice of a guy just screaming at you. <laughs> yes. That, that, that was me on 18 um, last Sunday. But, that was me. 
Okay, okay. I had a couple different ways I could go with this one. I decided I wanted to try to um, touch on the, all the different sports you guys touch on, so I'm not just going to do like three Vikings or something like that. Um, I am going to say, and, and this this might not ever come true. It might just be not a win, not a loss. I'm going to say Billy Guerin would sooner let Kaprizov play in the KHL than sign into a three-year contract. So, so I'm saying – this might, if it signs to a four or five year contract, this is just void. But what I'm saying is, Billy Garen's not going to sign Kirill Kaprizov to a three year contract under any circumstances. Okay. And rather let him walk to the KHL. Listen to LaPanta and Russo on their podcast the other day, who I think do a really good um, in depth wild podcast. And they were both getting to the point of saying Billy Garen has a right to basically be indignant at the state of the talks at this point. And if anything, he's just going to dig his feet in more because this is becoming a joke. The guys played 55 games. Braden point just signed for nine and a half million multi cup winner, legitimate superstar. And that if this kid wants to play hockey, he's got to suck it up and take a five-year deal. Hopefully not a four-year or a five-year deal, but I don't think Billy's going to cave and offer him a three-year deal under any circumstance. And at this point, I think I'd rather just not have him than have a three-year deal, which just, Almost shows the league that the Wilder just pushovers, and you got to trade him at two and a half years if it's a three-year deal, anyways. So that's my prediction. Kaprizov will play in the KHL rather than uh, rather than Billy signing him for a three-year deal. Gotcha. Okay, Judd, would you like to off the record respond to those hockey takes? If they have to, they'll sign him to a three-year contract. Yeah, they They've got no choice. You can't let him walk. You can't. Here, here's why. You're building the capacity depends on this kid. If you don't have him, guess what? You're not going to sell as much tickets and merchandise. The amount of 97 jerseys that are walking out that door that would stop walking out that door if he did not. Well, they could still here. sell. They could sell some. They could partner with the KHL and sell some Kaprizov <laughs> KHL jerseys. Uh, the they? KHL has no interest in your in, in your, <laughs> your American Nyet. economy. Yeah, yes. you, yeah, you, yeah, we got the rubles. Yeah. All right. So here's what we got. I'm going to stay on the wild theme. Write it down. You like writing things down. The wild will acquire Christian Dvorak from the Arizona Coyotes by January 1st of 2022. So by January 1st. So I'm going to give it until January 1 of this coming year. Mm -hmm, Declan, Christian Mm -hmm. Dvorak will be acquired by the wild. Interesting. Should be before then, hopefully. but, Uh um, But I want to give myself a little bit of... Wiggle room into the season. Okay. Sure. All right. Declan, your second That's prediction. That's funny because I also have a very similar prediction to Judd's. It's the Wild will acquire a center from the Arizona Coyotes because there's a surplus of centers there. So my record on the predict, my on the record prediction is the Wild will acquire a center from the Arizona Coyotes. So if Dvorak okay. hits, both our predictions come true. But if this is maybe Clayton Keller or Nick Schmoltz. I could see that also being the case. Yeah, there's some contractual problems with those guys. Yeah, you know, that's, Schmaltz is a yeah. good hockey name. Yeah, it is a good oh, Schmaltz. Schmaltz, great hockey yeah. name. It's a great former, hockey name. Former Blackhawk. Yep. Oh. All right. Write this down. The Timberwolves, who've done nothing in the last 48 hours, literally, well, they did, they did bring in someone on a two-way contract I saw yesterday. But, like, they've basically done nothing in the first 48 hours of the new league year in free agency. Write this down. They will do something between now and next week. <laughs> write that down. Well, hold on a second. What is something? Yeah. The Timberwolves will either sign or trade for 
a player okay, between right. now and next I mean, week's Write that down. This is a I am a desperate man whose batting average has fallen close to three hundred again, and I uh-oh. just need I just need a shift beating ground ball down the empty third baseline here. They will do You're something Kepler. within the next week. You're Kepler. You would so write it down one like time. Nobody knows down. what's happening. Well, Judd makes these sneaky, obvious predictions too. Like, <laughs> like, like, like the Twins will offer Byron Buxton a contract between now and next year. Hey, of course, of course, they will. Declan like, just said that the Wild will get a center from the Coyotes. Knowing that's specific. Well who he's talking that's about specific. to try to get the point. It's not like the, the Wild will acquire a center. System. That would be like no, like the equivalent there would be like if Declan predicted the Wild will call the Coyotes and talk about trades. Yeah, yeah. Like, look, let's not have this fighting in front of our company, Gibby. Okay, let's in front of this. our sports son. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, Zim. I'm Kirk Cousins. We're gonna have family. Uh, all right, we're back to Gibby. Your final prediction here, sir. All right, I got a parlay just because I want to get a couple different Vikings thoughts in. Um, gonna make it harder, but this way the world can know what I think. Um, the first leg of the parlay is that, and this is you know a little ambiguous. I'm just gonna leave it to the write that down committee to decide whether these uh, parameters are met. A star player for the Vikings will miss a game due to COVID, and the Vikings will lose that game. Okay. You can interpret star yeah. player. In my mind, I would say Dalvin Tomlinson counts because he was a big signing in the off season. Yeah. I wouldn't say Nick Vigil. <laughs> I love it. Just, just throwing Nick, just making assumptions yeah, about Come Nick on, Vigil. Man. Come on, man. No, that's fine. Give so me they will miss, a star Viking player will miss a game due to COVID, and they will lose that game. The second part of the parlay is that Irv Smith will just not be utilized enough in this offense as much as he deserves. Irv Smith will average less than six targets a game in 2021, and it seems criminal for that to be the case. But I looked, and he had like 41 targets last year. And I don't care that Kyle Rudolph was there, the modern-day refrigerator. Like, it, it, <laughs> it is just unconscionable. It, it, this guy's going to be your, like, move tight end. you got to throw him the ball, and I just don't trust Zimmer to make sure that that happens. And I don't think young Kubiak's got enough autonomy to make sure that that happens. Hopefully I'm wrong. So that's the two legs of the Vikings parlay. Awesome, man. Awesome. So, well, you've got this life-changing platform here. This is a, a peak moment here for you, Gibby. And uh, we just would love to know, is there anyone in your life that you'd like to thank that brought you to this point? No, but I am going to I am gonna use my 30 seconds of, like, at the end of Around the Horn, 30 seconds to, to oh, yeah. soapbox. couple thoughts here. Number one, um, Minnesota United is a good team now. I think you guys should maybe once every three months do a single segment on them, especially with Mackie living in Seattle now with the South. For sure. Hey, I, hey, this is a good time to plug. So Jonathan Harrison and Dan Terhar are doing a weekly podcast called Loon Talk on okay. the Score North platform. So for anyone out there, if you're a Minnesota United fan, uh, it's the radio team of John Harrison and Dan Terhar doing deep dives into all things loons. Loon Talk anywhere you find podcasts. I'll have to check that out because the athletics scrapped their like loons beat writer, which seems pretty unconscionable to me. If you go on the athletic, which is supposed to be all things, Minnesota sports, you get a loons article once a month. It's uh, for a good team. It seems like a vacuum. So anyways, they're a good team. I think you guys should occasionally check in on that. Um, Number two is 
I just can't believe that people who can't like compartmentalize the difference between being clickbaity and having actual analysis and the fact that like Declan and his social media, like there's literally nothing wrong with occasionally doing some clickbaity stuff and that doesn't devalue everything else. It's just insane to me when people complain that Score North is too clickbaity. When I'm here, like, okay, it's I love legit. this. Here's what's but. funny about that because we talk about that here too. Just like we 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 find it amusing that two months ago we start looking ahead on the Twins horizon and floating out. Hey, no one's talking about this, but they could trade Jose Barrios and probably should, right? And of and, then, and then of course, like you know, like Twins bloggers. You guys are being clickbaity, and then a month later, <laughs> five destinations where yeah. Jose Barrios could get traded to. It's like, wait a second, what? <laughs> it's just people who want to complain. But then finally, I want to talk a little smack because I think you guys, Judd and Mac, uh, Mackie and Judd, great show. You guys touch on everything. You have good football analysis, good baseball analysis, getting into the nitty gritty. I, I listen to like Gleeman and Bonus for baseball. I feel like they get super in depth every week. That's a classic one. Talking some smack is on the other side, Talking North podcast, which, as I said, Lapanta and Roos do a really good job on hockey. But holy crap, and I know this is a former colleague of yours, Judd, so maybe this is too far. The Suhan Baseball podcast makes me dumber. Oh, no. I listen to it, and I can't believe the level of analysis and curmudgeonly stuff. You guys have Roycey on every week, and he's old and curmudgeonly, but he actually has funny insight. There's just just boring and dull. So I just got to commend you guys for the content you're putting out because um, in comparison, it just smashes. So So we should have a new tagline for the show. Mackie and Judd, slightly better than (laughs) Suhan's baseball podcast, I guess. Not boring at all. Suhan blocked me for criticizing him for criticizing Miguel Snow's weight. I'm the only one he follows on this platform, so it's fine. Even though we went to the same alma mater. um, Hey, I will say he had me blocked for like three Three years, I don't know why, but he unblocked me recently. Nice. So I'm great. I'm grateful for that. I don't know what happened there either. Like I don't know. It's like you and Dick. Oh, uh, Bramer still has me blocked. No, Bramer, me too. Bramer got mad that I made a comment about him getting excited over a Twins regular season game over the Yankees, and he slid into my DMs during the game <laughs> to, to, to basically say like, "Screw you." <laughs> So he checks out during the game. Exactly does. <laughs> it was a commercial break, but Dick yeah. Bremer, DXP. <laughs> All right, Gibby, All great right, stuff, well, dude. Guys. Get, get you on yeah. again sometime. Good, appreciate it. All right, that's guest listener predictor Gibby uh, bringing the bringing the noise. Judd, what's your final prediction? My final prediction: Miguel Sano will hit at least five home runs between now and the end of the season. Okay. Pressures. What? Really? Yeah. Five <laughs> home runs, Judd. Between now and the next 55 games. Is it 55 games left? I mean, You'll, dude, there's like two months left of the season. You don't think he's going to hit five, home, five runs. home runs? Five home runs. That's my prediction. That's my prediction. This you is, don't like it? I never want to hear me be Juan Pierce singles ever again. This is take the biggest up, single I've ever seen. Take it up with the committee. I'm predicting five home runs. Oh, man. All right, you know five what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride Jump this, line, okay? Yeah, go for it. It's fine. I'm gonna ride this, okay? Line. No, okay. You go for. You go ahead. I you, mean, go, go, you go ahead. Make your make your prediction. Okay, I, I just I just that the Timberwolves will trade a first round pick this summer. They will trade a first round pick this summer, a future first round pick, a future first round pick. Honestly, okay. yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna stick to what I was gonna predict here. I was gonna stoop to Judd's level there, but you know what? If Judd wants to, if Judd wants to hit 400 by you know predicting that Miguel Sano will be in the lineup five times, then that's fine. 
five home runs. He's he's perfectly capable of not doing that. He's like he's like twenty. Doesn't he have like twenty right now? Um, I don't know how many he has, but it it's a good prediction. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> this is how you protect a 400. But I can't uh-huh. fault Judd. Judd has a 400 batting. He's Teddy, Teddy, he's Teddy ball game right now. Yep. No. No. I'm sitting out. That that's the. But you but you've he opened the door. If you're going to predict things like the Twins will offer Buxton a contract and Snow will hit five home runs, you're opening the door. Declan and I, the gloves are off next week. All right, God. the gloves are off. We're going to predict <laughs> basic, obvious things. There's 58 could, games left. God. That's a lot of games. All right, write this down. I'm gonna I'm gonna honor I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play the game the right way right now, okay? So Declan made a prediction at some point earlier this year that I will be wrong on at least five bachelor related predictions. Mm-hmm. I need to fulfill that quota. I need to get to five predictions. Mm-hmm. So here's another one. Write this down. Mm-hmm. Michael, the thirty eight year old father who has captivated oh, yeah. everyone's attention. Yeah, Michael sense. will be the next bachelor. Write it down. We're going to have a Wait, 38-year-old, 38-year-old father. 38-year-old yes. dad? Yes. D- divorced? Or... That's a no, bold dude. call, his, man. His, his wife died of cancer like two, oh. years, like two years ago. I'm glad I didn't make a smart-ass comment then. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, please don't. It's, yeah, they were married for like 16 years, and it's like he's he's a good dude. He seems like it. Maybe I, he's a terrible guy. I don't know, but I mean, on TV, unless he's, he's great. Unless he's bringing the kid with them, which I guess he could. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I don't know if that – I don't know if he can do it. I, well, I would love to see it. Made the prediction. This will be a yeah. home run if it happens. It definitely will like. be. No, one hundred percent. All right. Dumb so uh, those Dumb are your down, those are your write that down predictions. Judge just lowering the bar for five. What we're going to be doing here. We're fifty eight games. You know what? Baseball needs more bunting. Baseball <laughs> really? needs more bunting, and so I am sacrificing runners. I am taking good at bats. Okay. Moving the runners. Something like that. All right, that's a wrap on today's Mackie and Judd, and write that down. Please, if you're catching us on the Score North YouTube channel, click that subscribe button and the bell notification. And if you could, give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts, if that's where you listen. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.